Ladies and gentlemen, all rise. Court is back in session. Welcome to the Devil's Due. I am your host, Carl Duty. With me, as always, is the man who has his own Christmas special airing on ABC Family this Wednesday night, 8 p.m. 7 Central, 6 p.m. Mountain Time. Mr. Drew Celestino. Oh, wow. I've, I've, I've gotten a little bump in my... In my uh profile it seems i've I've seen some scenes it's good it's good it's like you sit in front of a fireplace with the stockings hung by a chimney with care and whatnot you're in the big leather chair <laughs> very george plimpton looking smoking jacket smoking jackets okay bubble okay. bubble pipe is there claymation involved it is a christmas special uh, you know what sure why not all right we'll have a we'll have the uh dancing thanos faces <laughs> segment <laughs> Uh, it's funny you should mention that. Yeah, so, we're, 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 we're going to get there. We're going to get there. Oh, okay. Oh, we're going to get there. Okay. Well, we will get there. Uh, here we are again. What's wrong? What's my, head, my headphones are being difficult. Why are your headphones being difficult? I don't know, but they are, but Can I'll, you hear me I'll persevere somehow. Okay. All right. As long as you will persevere. You're playing with stuff. Maybe not. I don't know. Chicken we'll see. Stuff. I'll, I'll see what I can do here. This is going poorly, though. <laughs> All right, here we are back again in the courthouse, folks. Thank you so much again for joining us. So let's get to our opening statement. Sir, how was your week? Ah, the week. Well, the week was uh, pretty good. So as we uh, have alluded to already, kind of, the day after we go live with a gargantuan episode covering uh, a DC property, Marvel goes ahead and drops something on us on day of release to to completely steal the thunder. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. Like they do. Like like they're want to do. So, uh, yeah, I enjoyed thoroughly the uh, the Wednesday that was, and the Thursday that was, and the fallout of the Avengers Infinity War trailer that we we're going to probably... We're going to get there. It's in news. It's okay. in news. Okay, okay. Um, Thursday was rather uneventful, um, but I did enjoy some Doom on Doom time on the Switch, as it were. Doom. Um, yeah, Doom. See, they every just day, every the, day, the small miracle that I'm like, this game exists on this <laughs> system. It's incredible. See, they just came out Doom VR for PS4. Yeah, I think it's, but you're like stationary and like the way, like I've, I just know there's a Doom VR game out there. The like, from what I've, I could be wrong, but I, you know, Doom is basically predicated on speed and movement and twitching, twi- yeah, yeah. Tr- 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 a twitchy trigger finger, as it were. Yep. Uh, I think the Doom VR for PS4, as a result, um, such an experience in Doom would, you know, result in, oh, I don't know, nausea and uh, yeah. motion sickness. I think they plant you kind of in a stationary uh, position and waves of enemies kind of come at you. See, that's not... That's, that's Doom, is it? Yeah, it's... <laughs> I mean, Lucas doesn't agree either. Yeah, Lucas is like, no, it's not Doom. So these companies are trying real hard to make VR work this generation, and it's just not. I don't see it ever really taking off. To be honest with you, that uh, physical divide that I like to talk about every now and again. If the more apparatus I have to apply to my my person, yeah, you're not. I think until you can make it here. totally immersive and totally affordable, it's not going to be a thing for casual. No, it's it's a niche thing. Anyway. Um, moving on past yep. my, my doom evening, we had game night on Thursday or Friday, Friday, and it was entertaining and fun. Um, I think we learned a lesson though, and that is seven people is a bridge too far. Yeah. Bit, bit much for game night for, well, not for every game, but for, for the games we play, I feel yeah. seven, seven is too much. We pretty much just played one game. 
Yeah. At least that's all I played, because I took off after Citadels. Yeah, that's all we really did. We did some Jackbox after that, but um, it just, in a turn-based game, seven people can be... Yeah, it just, it's hard to stay invested in conversations across yeah. the table. And Which are it, part of the fun of game night. You want to maintain absolutely. that, but like sometimes it's it's a bit much. It does. It, yeah, it's just distracting is all. That's, yeah. that's all. Not the company. Company's great. Yeah. But it was cool. Um, Saturday, uh, Saturday, Saturday. Um, band practice, getting back in the swing of things. Um, had a good, uh, good long session. And um, we're kind of getting things plotted out for the next little while. Um, the next little while. New material is being kind of prioritized and old material is being prioritized. And we're kind of figuring out what we're doing in terms of courses of action to get all this on this. To kind of get a schedule of attack for all this. It's kind of a headache actually. But without a plan it's aimless so we don't want to be aimless so mm. we're trying to steer the ship onto a course we can sustain for a little while want to look down the sights yeah want to be the sniper rifle not the club uh yes yes um so that was cool and then we had my uh, my office christmas party uh in the evening which was at the barrel factory um in the first ward is there a Donkey Kong connection. There is not. But That's the best uh, opportunity. Uh, well, they, they are a distillery, so they make uh, the sauce, as it were. Okay. So um, it was pretty cool, man. The food was decent, and the space is really cool, and uh, the cocktails were flowing, the drinks were flowing. I want a French press. That ain't bad. Like the sandwich maker? Like the coffee maker. Oh, okay. So cool. a little French press coffee, uh, uh, perhaps, going, going forward. Um... The grand prize, one of the grand prizes, was a um, some kind of build-it-yourself functional R2 unit. Mm. I did not win that. I actually didn't put in for it either, because I just I felt like as cool as it was, it's just more... The dogs will have fun destroying that. Well, that, and then it's just more stuff I have to kind of... I'm trying to acquire less stuff. D-stuff, declutter. Yeah, D-stuff. I'm, I'm at that phase of my life, too, where clutter just drives me crazy. And, sir, I like things. Yeah. And I'm getting ready to do a pretty big comic purge myself. Oh. Just, like, not trying to sell them or anything. Just, like, my friends who got kids and whatnot. I'm sure. Like, one day, I'm just going to say, okay, they're here. Come get them. Here you go. Um, so, that was Saturday. Sunday, 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 Sunday. Uh, I'm blanking on my morning, and I shouldn't be. Seriously. I was all prepped up for this. And, uh... Well, yes, I know that, but before that, um, you know what? I don't think I did anything before that. It was all, uh, it was all getting our ducks in a row for, um, oh, I don't know, a little event, a little, a small event, small event, small event, uh, for your, your birthday, sir. Yeah. Your surprise party. Yeah. That, uh, that was crazy. That you, someone spoiled for you. Someone did spoil it. That someone, sucks. someone tipped, uh, the, the hand. And it's, I feel so bad because had that not happened, they would have legitimately surprised me. <laughs> and because I often say I'm a very difficult person to pull off surprise on. Cause I notice little changes, little ticks, little changes in behaviors, things that often, sure. you know, prelude something like that. Yeah. Suddenly everyone's asking you to go somewhere. Or yeah. Whatever. Yeah. But yeah. everything was done within the realm of normal behavior. Like there was an element of surprise when I arrived there because I didn't think it would happen that day because my birthday is like 
two weeks away. Ah. So it was good to do it early. And just, so there was a degree of surprise. Yes, here. there was a degree of surprise. It okay. was not a hundred percent surprise. Okay, well that's so, good. Good. Yeah. We had a good I'll, time. Yeah, that I'll was talk fun. More about it when. Okay. When we get and then uh, Sunday evening, I had my parents over, my dad and my stepmom actually, and uh, we I made I made some Thai food uh, to mixed results, but you know did the best I could. Um, and we looked at like you know my pictures from our trip and stuff like that. So mm. it was pretty cool. Slideshow presentation, sort of like that, sort of slideshow <laughs> presentation, but with a you know with technology now, I can stream yes. uh, from my Surface to my television via Chromecast. It's it's a wonderful thing. <laughs> um, so uh, that really brings us to today. Essentially, um, yesterday was you know back to work, back to the grind, and uh, yeah, here we are, right. Viola word and uh how about you sir my weeks uh let's see going back last week first couple days were kind of rough just getting back in the flow of things Mm -hmm. because i had like my work gives us thursday and friday off uh thanksgiving yeah and i'd take taken wednesday off so it was nice like five day chunk right in a row so i just was kind of in the funk like kind of getting back in the swing of things at work um Thursday night was X Wing night. Uh did Is your is your mojo restored? It's getting there. It's uh it's it's getting there. I'm definitely not on the losing streak I was. Testing out new things for the uh the big regional tournament that's coming up in Rochester this Saturday that I'm going to. Um so got a couple ideas for that. Um that I'm not expecting to do well in though because that's a regional tournament so like nobody's nobody's experimenting everybody's using what's tried and true and proven and what they know how to to fly and whatnot so i'm just going mostly for the experience it's at millennium games in rochester which i've heard is an incredible gaming store so you know i'm looking forward to that and then after that uh, we're meeting up with a couple friends of mine and going to Powers Farm Market to see what they got going on for Christmas. I think while I'm at the tournament, Julie's going to take uh, William to the Strong Museum of Play. That's a good time. That's a lot of fun. Yeah, um, we got to go back there sometime. Sure, we we got to do. We also one of these days, you and I got to take a look at road trip to Red Bank. Uh yeah. Not so much for the secret stash. Oh. I mean the secret stash is fine, but right up the street from the secret stash is Yestercades. Okay, what is that? It's an arcade. It's a legit full on arcade. But like is it like barcade? No, no. It's no. an arcade. But you pay by the hour. Everything is set to free play. Ah, that I like. Yeah. Yeah, so I can get into that. Yeah. That's kind of the way you gotta do it nowadays. It it successfully eliminates the loitering aspect of it because, like, you have to go through a, a checkpoint when you go in, and you have to go through it when you go out. Uh, but yeah, we we definitely gotta we definitely gotta do that one day, or do the big Kahuna drive to Chicago, go to Galpin Ghost Arcade, which is the largest arcade left in the, I know at least in the country, quite possibly in the world. They have well over four hundred um, arcade games there, and they're set up the same way. It's you know by the hour uh everything's set to free play they're the arcade that has the the primal rage 2 machine the one that the prototype that was never released um so yeah 
yet somehow working here. Yeah. Okay. Well, they, they built the game. They just didn't mass distribute it. Um, so, yeah. So, that was Thursday. Friday night, we had game night here. Like, we covered. That was the first time I ever played Citadels. I liked it. I could see how it would go quicker in a more game-centric environment. Less people. <laughs> yes. Because it took yeah. us, like, three hours. Well, any any, any turn-based game, the more players you have, the longer it's going to be before your turn. So it, yeah. just, it just evolves into, well, while they're down there doing their turn, we're over here chit-chatting, yeah. and you know, the flow of the game gets interrupted. Yep. So, yeah, anyway. So that was Friday. Saturday was Duty Dice Day. And I can safely say it was the uh, the best Duty Dice Day yet. Um, Alan showed up, like he always does. My friend Adam showed up. Um, my friend Matt, and I think he just killed my headphones. Cause all right, well, I keep it rolling. We'll, nothing. We'll, we'll be all right. Um, my friend Matt showed up. There I go. And also Steve, Steve uh, Bajak. Bajak. Came. And the there were two games that kind of dominated throughout the day, which is strange because normally we cycle through a good number of games. Uh, but the first game that dominated the uh, game, which is a game you've recently been interested, introduced to, which is Clank. Yes, we played, played Clank once, I think, at your place? Yeah. Yeah. You played Clank at the last Duty Dice Day. Um, my friend Adam, as an early birthday present, got me my own copy of Clank. We played that like three or four times. Hmm, okay. The other, oh, also my friend Corey came, and Corey brought Luchador Mexican Dice Wrestling Game. The game I'm really interested in. This game is freaking incredible. I Because we're saw. just hype as all get out, jumping up and down, yelling. Uh, it's so much fun. It's crazy fun. There is a ring. Am I, am I not wrong? There is a ring. You select your character. Each characters have like their own personalities, their own special moves, strengths, and weaknesses. Everybody has essentially the same life meter, okay. more or less. Um, and you get four dice. And your dice have hit, miss, block, or counter on them. And then everybody rolls their dice into the ring at the same time. How do you keep track of your dice? Any dice that fall outside of the ring... Do not get used. Okay. Um, any dice that are like misses are just, that's what it is. It's a miss. It's a dead die. Um, if it's a pin and no one's eligible to be pinned, you can re-roll the pin and try to knock someone else's. When you're re-rolling a pin, like you want to try and knock someone else's die out of the ring. We almost lost the die to Diego that way the first time. Around. <laughs> um. It's so much fun, dude. And then, like, afterward, there's, like, a compare and contrast. You decide. We were doing a four-way battle royal. So it's, like, who do you want to apply your dice to? And you don't have to apply all your dice to one person. You can kind of spread them out if you want to. It's crazy. It's fun. That sounds awesome. It's so much fun. And there's um, there's different modes you can play. Like, there's a tag team version there's we play battle royal i guess there's like a cage match version oh it's just crazy after my own heart and it comes with belts it yeah, gives you belts belts make everything better i'm just gonna put that out there belts it, there's a world champion belt and a tag team champion belt 
Should we ever be awarded anything for a podcast, or should my band ever be awarded? Should I win an award of, of any kind? In fact, you know what? I'm going to I'm going to contact the uh, the brewing groups and be like, "Yeah, see these medals. I'm going to need you to go ahead and take these back, and I'm going to need these in belt form. <laughs> <laughs> I I demand a belt. It's the only belt. it's the only acceptable prize. So yeah, that was that was a lot of fun. Awesome. That was a crazy lot of fun. Um. I bought, I tried something new for Duty Dice Game, a mystery game, where I was at the uh, Collector's Inn uh, on Thursday night for X-Wing night, and I was just like, you know what, I'm going to try a little something. Well, because I had to... On a whim, huh? I f- kind of on a whim. I forgot to um, send in my weekly comic list to Virginia, Dave and Adams, mm-hmm. but I only had one book that week. Okay. And Collector's Inn has a $10 minimum for credit card purchases, and I didn't have any cash on me. So I was like, all right, I'm just going to grab like some random cheapy game, and we'll have it as the mystery game for Duty Dice Day. And so I did that, grabbed my copy of uh, Hal Jordan and the Green Lantern Corps. And also, I actually ended up getting the second book. The uh, They came out with a Darkhawk one-shot. Hmm. I was like, I like the 90s. I remember him. <laughs> Remember Darkhawk? Is there a Sleepwalker book, Sleepwalker, too? <laughs> New Warriors? Um, Nomad. So, yeah, I grabbed this game called Trapped Ninja Edition. Yeah, it's terrible. Okay. It's god awful. Well, I'm yeah. probably never going to play it again. cost you, me six bucks. You, uh, so you, know you, you rolled the dice, as it were? So to speak. Nothing and, venture, uh, nothing game. Yeah. So, but yeah, Duty Dice Day again went, started at noon and went to like around midnight. That's, that's a day. It's a lot of fun. We ordered pizza and wings. Um, I think next time Julie's going to make her uh, chicken taco chili, which is always fantastic. So yeah, next one's going to be in February. Cool, cool. Zang. Which brought us to Sunday. Yeah. Uh, Sunday, Julie told me she had to go over to my mother's house to help her with cookies, which is completely believable because my mother makes 4,000 Christmas cookies a year. And it is December, despite yes. what it looks like outside, although that's going to change well, alleged, she, allegedly. Uh, she always starts like la- the week before last week in November okay. when she starts. Um, so she did that, and I get a text message from my friend Jim. He's like, hey, you want to go out and watch football? Yeah. I was kind of like... Uh, kind of, but A, the Bills are playing the Chiefs, so it's foregone conclusion. Or Patriots, yeah. so it's foregone conclusion. Uh, B, I've got the house to myself for like at least four hours. That's kind of what... So, but I was like, ultimately, I was like, yeah, okay, let's go. So oh. he, he brought me to uh, Rain Tree Bar and Grill, which is... Had where, you been there before? Yes. Okay. Yes, I'm a big fan of Rain Tree. Okay. Um... And went there, and I walk in the door, and I am hit by an onslaught of volume people shouting surprise. And I was just taken aback by how many people were there. There was like 50 people. I was going to say about, about 40, 50 people. We are legion, sir. That was, that was, <laughs> uh, that was crazy. So my wife and my mother, uh, it's, she said my mother's been working on this since like late summer. Since you were, since you turned five, she's well, been plotting your yeah. 40th birthday. Well, <laughs> party throwing is in my mother and I's genes. Okay. It's something we enjoy doing and I like think we do it well. I mean, that I had a lot of fun Sunday. 
Um, you know, just, I was taken aback by it. It was, it was emotionally, uh, humbling to have that. Well, good. That was the goal. Yeah. So, and yeah, everyone, uh, everyone did well keeping the, except for Julie's friends from out of town. Yeah. Well, that's why they're the friends from out of town. So yeah, um, <laughs> the uh, the R two D two measuring cup set yes as a place of prominence in the kitchen. Oh good. Um, you have to be very careful with kind of picking up and moving it because it falls apart very easily. Well, it's designed for use, not necessarily yeah. for display. Yeah. So we're looking forward to using that. Good. And the the red stormtrooper. They're tasty. Very tasty. Yeah. As a place of prominence on my desk. All right. Good. Mission accomplished then. Yes. So got a lot of a lot of cool stuff. Oh, my friend Jim. I got some really cool stuff, but something that's very pertinent to the show. My friend Jim got me a Batman poster from the nineteen sixties movie. Oh God. Wow. Signed Whoa. by Adam West, Burt Ward, and Lee Merriweather. Okay, Jim just kind of like, like up the stakes for everybody for fully, birthdays forever. Full authentication documents and everything. Wowzers. So I was like, wow. You're 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 lucky to have him as a friend, I think. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Let's just say, yeah, you, I love you, you. Earned that poster. Yep. <laughs> I, I love Jim. I do. He's basically he's my brother. He's he's our friendship transcends kind of standard friendship de- definitions, but sometimes i'm sure i'm that way for him I mean, everyone's got that friend yes everyone's got that friend yes so that's good yeah you should be um, so lucky to have that friend so yeah that was a that was a great day uh just totally wiped out at the end of it sure um and then monday nothing really much monday it's a monday yeah any any days where nothing really is going on just filling battlefront 2 ah still doing a lot of that fun all right a lot of fun has the community died yet on it no okay no it's still well you know driving. you know with all the whatnot yeah he keeps the, making the right changes to it like they just okay, like well. you know how i said last week that the progression system's kind of slog yes they've adjusted that okay so oh and they're doing something actually really cool with it for like the dlcs and seasons which is kind of a trendy thing to do now sure and Today began the season of the Last Jedi DLC, and a little soon, but okay. Well, no, they're not like giving out anything that would spoil the film. I hope not. But you have to at the beginning of it. You have to pick a faction. You have to pick either the First Order or the Resistance, and you get specific. You can't switch factions. You get specific challenges to do. And if your faction, and this is like everybody who's playing the game online is either in one faction or another, if your faction wins, then you get like special unlocks for like the certain characters in the game, like Captain Phasma hmm. is going to be a hero character. And you, if your faction wins, you'll be able to like, which get uh, special upgrades for her and whatnot, which I thought, you know what? That's different. That's cool. Okay. Gives, gives incentive for competition. Sure. So that was pretty much my week and your week. And dear listener, if you would like to tell us about your weeks, if you'd like to ask us any questions, if you'd like Sunday comments to show to be right on the air, so to speak, 
you can reach us at the following locations. You can go to Twitter and follow us at Devil's Due Pod. You can go to Facebook.com slash Devil's Due Pod. You can email us at the Devil's Due Pod at gmail.com, or you can find all these resources available to you on our website, the Devil's Due Podcast. Dot com and drew as i hit the refresh button on our email account we actually don't have any questions this week wow yeah i think we uh, upset jay with our uh, orco and snarf he, reference. Was, he was not happy um, <laughs> i don't think he's talked to me all week actually <laughs> he, w- he was not happy but i sent him a picture of my mustache and that that cheered him up oh well, okay i guess i have to grow a mustache then. <laughs> it's gonna be tough though <laughs> So yeah, no uh, no questions this week, so no cross-examinations, which means we'll move right into the case files, and we got a lot to go over this week. Do we now? Do you want to start with the, the trailer, or do you want to finish with it? Oh, let us finish with it, I think. Okay. Since it's a big ticket item. All right. So, Drew, as we've discussed on the show and read news articles and whatnot... HBO is reportedly in development of a Watchmen series. How timely! How time Doomsday Clock and whatnot yes. coming out and stuff. So rumors as to like whether it's going to be a straight adaptation or just kind of do something different abound. There's well, a new rumor in the mix. Yeah, of a cast member that might be added to the show. Uh, yeah, Drew. Do you know what this cast member's name is? Um, <clears throat> Carl, can I ask you a question? What? Is Champ there? I think the Champ is here. Not the response I was looking for, but his oh. name is John Cena! <laughs> you don't watch wrestling. <laughs> it's not from that. It's from the prank call. that it, it, You never saw that? No, what? We're... Okay, um, take a note when we're done. Okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna change your life. <laughs> okay, <laughs> all right. <laughs> with one, wow, with one That's... of the great prank phone calls of all time. Um, John, uh, well, John Cena, uh, who's he supposed to play? Allegedly, I, I don't. It's a rumor at this point. We have no well, idea. it's gonna be hard to cast John Cena because I mean, you know, whoever he plays he, he, as a movie star, it's interesting. I mean, John Cena, you can't see him, so <laughs> in a visual medium, it's difficult. <laughs> Um, what are we basing this on? Because I kind of I kind of followed up on this, and it, what where is the, the source the, of this rumor? The report I saw came from CBR. But yes, but what are they? But getting? it's ultimately a rumor. Okay, well, but where do they get the? I, did, you, did you see where they sourced the rumor from? Where are they sourced from? John Cena's Instagram account. <laughs> and if anyone knows anything about anything, John Cena's Instagram account is one of the great enigmas in the universe. <laughs> are you saying he does not run his own Instagram? Oh, account? he does, but his posts are very cryptic and they often don't make any sense whatsoever but sometimes once in a great while they do yeah so he doesn't provide any comments on them he just picks he just posts a picture yeah and people go bananas trying to figure out what he is what he means yeah so i think the picture was of him his face pasted over dr manhattan's body from the movie from the last movie so Okay. Maybe so he's just trying to say that he has weird uh, cloning powers and he gets into awkward threesomes with his wife and himself. Possibly. 
So if you have, if someone said to you, okay, Drew, you can make a Watchmen film or series, whatever, you can do whatever you want. Yes. The only caveat is you have to cast John Cena in a prominent role. Yeah. Who do you cast him as? Night Owl. Really? Here's why. You just want to make him impotent. I want to make him fat. <laughs> I want, I want John Cena to put on like 80 pounds. I want him to completely let himself go. Wow. Just because I think it would be hilarious. Like Stallone in Copland, but worse. <laughs> <laughs> like that. That's what I want John Cena to look like. Oh, man. Also, uh, the other reason why, or, 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 uh, Cena, honestly, might make a good comedian, too. Okay. Have him grow a mustache or a beard and have him kind of grizzled up a little bit. Put, yeah. some age, put some age makeup on him. Here's why I'm avoiding the Dr. Manhattan thing. If if he does, if he didn't play it like John Cena playing the comedian and just like to try to legitimately play the comedian, I could see it. Right. No, exactly. I don't want to see it, but I could no, see it. No, no. I, I think John Cena could actually be a decent actor. He could be yeah. the next rock kind of guy. And I don't think it would be John Cena playing John Cena as the comedian. I think he would actually act the part yeah um i'm i'm the, the dr manhattan thing this bothered me in the the snyder movie too like i get that he reconstructs himself to be how, how he looks yeah but they made him like really jacked and like built and i always thought like the dave gibbons art doesn't necessarily give that impression does it he's more like tall and he's not you know yeah out of shape any stretch but he's like more tall he's in and good shape. He's in good shape, but he's very lean. And then, like in the Snyder movie, they made him like big and bulked up and like you know thick. And it's like that's not really what I see on the page exactly. Then again, they also made Night Owl into a uber badass, which is also not quite page accurate either. So you know, yeah. you know, um, yeah, I don't know. Whatever. Uh, John Cena, huh? <laughs> here's a problem with I have with that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, here's a problem. No, no, no. I'm not going to, you know, I've made my peace with John Cena over I mean, the last. He's not Roman Reigns. Oh, God, please don't go there. Please, no. Um, Did you I, see Roman I, Reigns as the comedian? No. No. I'd like to see, but maybe if, I'd like to see Roman Reigns thrown out of a window. <laughs> I, I could see that. Um, but. Here's the thing, like, uh, John Cena, I've made my peace with John Cena, but, like, I feel like that casting would kind of, like, overshadow the the, the, the product. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, but it, it's almost, it's a bit of a stunt cast kind of kind of deal. Yeah. And I, if they're going to do this, like, keep it, keep, like, for lack of a better way to put it, keep it respectable. Like, yeah. keep it chill. I don't think Cena has developed the... Uh, He's not distanced himself far enough away from the WWE product to where I think people would take it seriously. Whereas, like Dwayne Johnson, The Rock, I mean, he's, he's not The Rock he's, anymore. He's, he's trans. Yeah, he is transcended by any measure we could have ever anticipated. So he's going to be the next president. So you know, let's just <laughs> let's just accept it. I think the one thing that, like, you've raised a valid point with the stunt casting because I think one of the things the Watchmen movie did really well is. Casting it cast because, well because there were no like I think the biggest name in that Silk was, Spectre was a was a weak link but everyone else was pretty unknown and but so yeah. was she but her performance was terrible but yeah that yeah no like, one was a big name it's like we got the lead singer from Almost Famous that's our that's our A lister who was he Doctor Manhattan Billy Crudup oh right 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 yep yeah um but 
Yeah. Yeah. Let's yeah. keep it respectable. Keep it to character people. And, you know, if you want to throw a star in it, fine. But, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. We'll see about this. I don't know. I'm, <laughs> again, I've kind of made my peace with Watchmen. I think I went over this a few episodes back when I kind of just said, you know, it is what it is. Uh, the comic is a perfect uh, work unto itself. Yeah. Uh, I'd prefer there not be other interpretations of it, but if you're going to do interpretations of it, then I, I, because Watchmen itself is such a perfect, con- perfectly constructed comic book and it comments on comic books and not just how they're constructed, but their history and whatnot, yeah. taking it and putting it into another medium doesn't translate the same way. Like a movie about a comic book is not the same as the comic book commenting on a comic book. So like, if you're going to make a commentary and Snyder did this to some degree in his take on it, where there were certain elements where he was trying to be commenting on superhero movies up to that point, but he didn't take it as far as he could have. Yeah. If you're going to make a a new adaptation of it, then I think you need to like make it deconstruct further. So if you're going to put it on TV, what are you trying to say about these kinds of shows on TV. So you're going to have to adjust your narrative. You're going to have to adjust some of your meta. You're going to have to kind of, you know, make it work. It's, it's a fine line to walk between deconstruction and parody. Right. And not only that, you don't want it to be parody. No. I mean, ultimately you look at Watchmen is the, is the story itself and the narrative that, you know, revolutionary where it's like, you're going to translate it into other mediums and it's going to be like, Oh my God, not really. Like it's pretty, it's, fairly straightforward where it's where the book was brilliant though was in what it was hand the subject matter that it was handling so it was commenting on superhero tropes and their history throughout the last 50 years on top of being like a real world mirror of what they would be like in the real world it, yeah. it's it's got a lot of layers but they're all layers as it as it pertains to comic books putting that kind of thing into a movie again doesn't have the same it doesn't have the same relationship with the, with the medium. So it's just different. So if you're going to adapt it, then I think you need to make some alterations. I'm okay with this, by the way, I'm I've yeah. come full circle on this. I didn't used to be okay with this, but I've thought about it a lot. And I think if you're going to, if you're going to adapt it, then you need to kind of embrace the nature of it. And the nature of it is you need to be, make it some kind of commentary. You need to make a statement about something with it. Yeah. And, Again, the statement that the comic makes about comics can't necessarily be made on, uh, in a movie or a TV show. So you need to kind of tweak that. So like, if you make another movie, then take your there's your plot. Your plot's your plot. Yeah. However you want to tweak it for the movie or whatever is fine. But make it reference superhero movie. Like Somehow work that into the narrative and say something about it. Have a position on it. Mm-hmm. And that's the tricky part, and I'm not smart enough to make that happen, but that's <laughs> that's what I would like to see someone do. You read Doomsday Clock. I did. Yes, I did. Quick thoughts on that? Um, I am intrigued. Um, I'm not going to be able to render a verdict on Doomsday Clock as a whole until it's done, so we're talking a year from now, right? Yeah. But as a first chapter... I'll be honest, like, I, mm, just the way it sets up and the tone, that's the right word for it, I guess, it, it's, it's the Watchmen sequel. 
yeah. thus far. Yeah. And it's not terrible yet. <laughs> um, I'll be honest, I, I was on board with reading it. Like I was very okay with what I was being presented with, surprisingly. Gary Frank's art is amazing, which goes yeah. a long way into keeping me invested. And John's didn't puke all over himself with the writing. It's pretty good. And I hope by your account, uh, you know, he's a capable writer and I, you know, take you at your word. He's not necessarily hasn't, he's not been my thing up till now, but let's, I want to see what he's got here. And so far, so good. The only thing that kind of took me out of it, I don't want to say out of it, but the jarring thing was actually the Superman stuff on the last page. I was like, oh, right. This, I forgot. Yeah. Because <laughs> up until that point, it's just like a straight up watch. Right. Story. Right. And you forget that this is something that's going to, uh, collide. Yeah. Interesting um, wrinkle in that, though. Did you see that article today that uh, yes. I shared with you? Could this... No, I shared it with you. Okay. Either way. Yeah, that's right. I'm sorry. Um, so... Two of Drew's favorite things possibly intersecting. I don't know that... If, well, yeah. Um, so, the, the, the multiversity thing. DC Multiversity was this big event, if you want to call it. Was it an event, or was it kind of... It was kind of on the fringes, yeah, but, but it was... It wasn't like... They didn't, it's almost as if they didn't promote it as an event, but promoted it as if, hey, we got Graham Morrison to do something for us. Right. They, they, yeah, okay. It was like Graham Morrison's kind of magnum opus in, in the DCU. Yeah. Like he kind of said, okay, all the stuff I've been doing, here's my thoughts. Here's the multiverse as I see it in this company. And the, there was a, there was a source book where he mapped out yeah. the 52 universes mm-hmm. of the DCU. And in one of those universes, they were, and they were all really cool uh, miniseries, or not miniseries, they were all one-shots. There was a one-shot yeah. for, like, not 52 of them, but there were several one-shots that took place in several of these different universes. And the one that was man-transcendent, transcendently good, was the Pax Americana issue, with Frank Quitely on art, yep. and... I my old podcast with J. Joel Cimino on the comics podcast. We did a whole show, and it's on a, it's a, it's one comic book. We did a whole show on it because it was just brilliantly constructed and executed, and it was kind of a it's like an echo, not an echo chamber, but uh, I don't know what to call it, man. It's cyclical, so it takes place in the DC universe that where the Charlton characters live, the Charlton Comics characters that DC bought yeah. in the 80s, who were the influence for the Watchmen characters that came after, who in turn were the influence for the characters in this new Charlton universe that Grant Morrison wrote in this book. Yeah. So it's 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 like a circle. And in it... It's like poetry or rhymes. There's a, it's, it's exactly right, <laughs> sir. Except, you know, with capable hands this time, George. Uh... This time, there's a character, Captain Adam, who was a Charlton character, who was, you know, the man of the Atom. He was like nuclear Superman kind of guy in the Charlton universe. Yep. When he got adapted to Watchmen, they made him into Dr. Manhattan. Well, in this new, in Pax Americana, he was so like, he's Captain Adam again, except now, as a, again, because these things kind of cyclically run into each other. This Captain Adam is more influenced by Dr. Manhattan. So it's, again, full circle. Yeah. 
And in the middle of the book, in the center of the book, because the book is brilliant the way it's constructed, it, it, it reads back uh, for, in terms of time. It goes from the end of the story to the front, to the, to the beginning of the story at the, at the end. Yeah. Did I say that right? <laughs> it goes from the end backwards in time to the beginning. But in the dead center, there's a, there's, there is Captain Adam, and he disappears from the universe as we know it, and from that universe, and no one knows where he went. And now you shared with me that article from CBR that says he might show up in Doomsday Clock. Crazy. So, There's a lot of lot of threads being pulled here, and I'm okay. just very curious to see if this can all be tied up neatly. DC's being very ambitious, and you know what? You know I always say, tell me a good story, I'll forgive you some sins. I just sure. hope that like I think that this is going to be a good story. I just hope that what we're left with at the end of it for their standard titles is kind of where they've kind of reset themselves to now. Uh, well, with a lot of like we we talked about it last week. I feel like this is something of a thesis statement for DC, and Johns is putting. The I'm let's let's just you know I'm gonna I'm gonna use some general general terms here like generalities and don't hold me to them. I feel like he wants and I think he said as much. He wants to put the cynical, dark, bleak Watchmen style up against the DC. Well, what we used to consider the DC yeah. friendly, hopeful, hopeful style, brighter. Right. He wants to rub the two up against each other and see what happens. Inevitably. I want there to be a conclusion there, and I don't know what it's going to be, but I would like to hope that he wants that the hopeful side to win, and for that to be DC's template going forward. And let's just let's forget about the 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 Superboy Prime punching off people's heads, and and you know uh, the dark and dreary New Fifty Two and the the violence and and all the all the identity crisis stuff you you know the crisis was good but did you did you need dr light to rape the elongated man's wife did we need that sometimes bad stuff happens right i, I don't I, we don't need that in dc comics that's i think that's what i'm getting at i think what he wants to do here is kind of say you know what watchmen for what it was left this mark on the industry and a lot of the wrong lessons were taken from it and all we, we picked out the violent bits because they were shocking at the time and we thought that's why Watchmen was successful when in fact it was successful because it was this really tightly constructed deconstruction of everything but we just like the violent bits so we just picked those out and then that's yeah. been that's been kind of littering comics ever since I like to think he knows that and he's gonna say okay we've had this trajectory for a while I'm gonna shine that up, I'm going to make that look in the mirror up against the hopeful side of comics that we used to be. And I hope that that wins. I hope the hopeful side kind of says, you know what? We're going to put the darkness to bed for a while. We learned, we learned the wrong lessons, and now we're going to course correct a little bit. That's my hope. Anyway. Okay. No, it's good hope to have. Okay. Jeez, we got all that just from John Cena. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Going all the way back to the rabbit trail. Okay, next <laughs> next news item. These next couple will be kind of quick. Um, we discussed last week, because we were catching up on a lot of stuff last week, that uh, Ryan Johnson, director of Star Wars The Last Jedi, announced that he will be doing a new Star Wars trilogy. He hasn't said what it's going to be about. He said that it will not be 
um, a continuing the Skywalker saga. Nope. Said that out of the bat. Then, of course, people started speculating. One of the speculations that we discussed last week was, could he be going back even further back that the prequels went like a couple hundred years back into doing like a, a Knights of the Old Republic type story that you know the the games were immensely popular and I've heard they were you know high quality, um, but he came out today and said he's not doing the Old Republic. And if you listened to the show last week, I am pleased with this news. Yes, I do not desire that uh, again. No more prequels. No more looking back. Let's. I move I wouldn't forward. mind hearing those stories. Play the I'm games. Not a hundred percent sure if I want to. Uh, three movies about them. If you want it, just go play those games. If you wanted to do like a one-off, like a Legends movie or something like that, I'd be fine with that. Um, Okay, so another thing that we were kind of getting all giddy about, and then it turns out one way we were hopeful it was going to come back. Uh, Looks like it's come back. uh, Disney potentially uh, buying Fox. Yeah, that uh, picked up, didn't it? Yes. Apparently the talks are back on. Um, Again, this is Disney buying the film division of 20th century fox yeah it would not be news it would thank god it would not be sports <laughs> maybe they would shutter the news and it would it, well, you know you know well, you know, well, you know. Maybe, maybe. <laughs> but no no you're right um it would not be news it would not be sports it would just be their film division which means disney would get the rights to fantastic four x-men and the original star wars film yep the first star wars film yep fox has the rights to that in perpetuity forever yes um th- this is basically everything disney wants right here oh uh, you know yeah. uh, this the, the bring everything that they i'm air quoting own under one roof so that they do own it yeah i mean some people are a little bor- worried about you know monopoly type things and that's a valid concern uh you did did you see how disney was throwing their muscle around uh with the star wars uh last jedi and theater chains no Ooh, it's a little, little what, what are they saying they're forcing theater owners to uh dedicate more screens to last jedi and to have it on screen for a longer period of time that's not going to hurt your average multiplex but to your mom and pop theaters that are smaller they can't afford to keep one movie up for three weeks all the time yeah but it's it's kind of deals like that are applying mainly to like the lows the regals the amc this is a unilateral they, you want to air star wars if you want if you want star wars here's the here here are our, our terms to show star wars and they also get a higher percentage cut of the box office from the from the from the ticket sales, it's a it's a it's a very it's a very uh, unfriendly move. Let's put yeah, it that way. No, I agree with that. But as long so, as I still get to see Star Wars, I don't care. See, you're willing to give them a little bit more pass than I'm. Well, again, I want this to happen, mind I, you. I don't own a theater. I have no skin in this game. You know what? You, uh, you do. You just don't realize it. But that's okay. Um, it's easy to turn a blind eye, but things will affect you eventually. Um, not really. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, I did not speak up before I was not a communist. I did not speak up for I was not a... And then eventually there was no one left to speak up for you, sir. So I'm telling you to keep your eyes open. You, Having said that, I want... Me, can you hand me a bar of soap from that box? I need to take some home. Just say um, Okay. Say. So, but yeah, we are definitely hoping that happens. 
Watch, they'll uh, announce it tomorrow after this goes up on. Of course, because that's that's how Marvel <laughs> that's what they does. do. They they like to they target our show specifically. Yes, we because we fly under the radar. We do. We're, we do. We got street cred, so they're yeah. like they're 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 watchful. Nerdist? Yeah. No, no, no. Nerdist is already paid, bought and paid for. Yeah, we're uh, threats. <laughs> okay, that's right. All right, so. Kind of show related, but mostly not. But something we all kind of saw coming as soon as this this whole world one started with Harvey Weinstein and whatnot. Oh, so there is a movie in production called Bohemian Rhapsody. Yeah, which yeah, yeah. is a biopic of Freddie Mercury and Queen. Thank, thanks yeah. for adding the latter part because that's the point um, of contention. <laughs> yeah, well, I I've heard uh, that's why Sasha Baron Cohen left the project. <laughs> Yeah, um, <laughs> but it's been in production for, I think, a month or a couple months now. A couple months. Uh, they have Rami Malek playing Freddie Mercury, and they released a still, and he looks spot on. Um, he's I've seen him in a couple things. He's a really good actor, and you know, I love Queen, so be interested to see this. Um, the director was one Brian Singer. Was, of past tense. X-Men fame. Has since been relieved of his directing duties with hostility. <laughs> well, he has been fired from the film, and his offices at Fox have been closed. So, whereas it has not been said what he was fired for, he there, wasn't there. He yeah, no showed. There, there are rumors of like onset clashes. Yeah, and when he was, I. What was the terminology they use? Like unexpectedly unavailable, something. Yeah, like he just that. stopped showing up for work. Yeah, and apparently he he came. He released a statement and said he has an ill parent that he was caring for, and he requested the, a leave. And Fox denied him. And this is all coming from him. That yeah. he he said I have, I have to go take care of a, a sick relative or what? He didn't specify exactly, but I think he said a sick parent. Um, and he requested to pause production so we could deal with it and fox said well you're fired so it's he said she said yeah but i know. mean if that's the case hope i mean obviously you know family has to come first before anything else and yeah and we hope you know it all works out for him it is but, let's i don't know how much our listeners really know about this and i don't want to get to into the mucky muck but let's let's just say folks if you google brian singer controversy you will find some things. ample returns ample returns and a lot of it could be rumor and innuendo but you know let's just say fox probably doesn't want to take any chances and if they see an opportunity to maybe distance themselves from him i think they're taking it yeah i don't again rumor and innuendo and hearsay and whatnot i don't know but you guys can figure this stuff out for yourself, and it's not good. It's not good stuff. So that's interesting. Yep, it's in in the climate we're in right now. It certainly is um, yeah. interesting. It's it's crazy. Netflix yeah. announced they're finishing House Cards without without Kevin, Kevin Spacey. Spacey. Yeah, and yeah. now the, the what's his name the the guy from the '70s show Danny Masterson getting uh, fired from the show The Ranch, which Julie and I like really enjoy that show. It's like a good sitcom that doesn't have the constraints of network production so he has allegations against him yes oh yeah we're not so. just talking sexual harassment we're talking full-blown rape allegations oh dear that's yeah yeah so you could say for 
Mr. Masters, Mas- Masterson? Danny Masterson. He, he has yeah. no place to hide. <laughs> I see what you did there. Good. We shouldn't laugh. About no, this, no, no, it's no. Serious. It is so. actually. <laughs> so, That's not you, weird. Oh, who do you think's next? Oh, um, I'm betting Doctor Oz. Who? Doctor Oz. I you know, know he's got the the doctor show on daytime television. Yeah, You're there, yeah. Doctor Phil. Oh, I li- one of the doctors. They're going to be next. Judge Judy. <laughs> 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 wow <laughs> judge judy you can say anything to her i'm not no, exactly um did you did you see the uh star trek news i'm here quoting news the this, tarantino yeah what do you make of that business so apparently quentin tarantino pitched an idea for a star trek movie to jj abrams this isn't gonna happen right stranger things have happened like nah, stranger things i don't i don't see it i don't know what in the world we live in the geek golden age that we live in i have learned never to say never i've learned to say highly unlikely sure but not impossible because if you're you have to look at it this way if you're a studio executive who just sees things in dollar signs you see lucrative director Lucrative property, put them together with J.J. Abrams' producer, money! Yes, I and here, you know, I like Star Trek, and I like Quentin Tarantino quite a bit. Yes, I don't, I don't like them. I don't want them together, though. I like, I like nacho cheese. Yes. I like cookies and cream ice cream. Yes. Not together. Right, exactly. Um, I have to, I'm, I don't know what to make of this but i am inclined to not believe it only because quentin tarantino has said that he is going to make 10 movies and then retire his next one with the the sharon tate biopic with about yeah. the, about the the manson murders of family, manson family and all that. that that is his ninth film i do not see him ending his career with, with star a star trek, trek yeah. movie that would be the most un-tarantino thing in the world to happen <laughs> if if tarantino was going to make a star trek film yes and I, I know you hate prequels. I do. But. Yeah. If he was going to make a Star Trek film. You know what? Don't even put a damn spaceship in it. Tell me the story of Khan. Um, and how he came to power on Earth. So the wars. You want, yeah, you, you want the, the eugenics wars. wars. Yeah, 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 yeah. That could be interesting. Do that. Okay. That could be neat. It won't happen. But it could be neat. Yeah. Okay. The places we go in this episode, like from John Cena, we went John Cena. we went like deep philosophical in the Watchmen, and from Brian Singer, we went to Quentin Tarantino directed Star Trek movie. <laughs> okay, so now on to our two big news items. Okay. The first one. Yeah. Was it yesterday that it came out? I think so. Yeah, it was yesterday. There's big 30th anniversary, uh, Mega Man 30th anniversary thing that Capcom was doing. Capcom acknowledged Mega Man exists? Yeah. Oh, my God. In a non-fighting game form. It was really weird. Um, So, and everybody was, they said that they had something big planned, but everybody was thinking they were going to Capcom it up. Well, it's Capcom. And it's ca- yeah, it's Capcom. See track record here. Yeah. I mean, you know. Recent track record. I'd say the past. 10 years 
10 years? No. Like I mean, eight years. I mean, no, you, you can say 10. But it was officially announced that we are getting Mega Man 11 for... Well, you're sleeping on it because here's you got you to go with the timeline, sir. First, they say, hey, 30th anniversary. We're putting out the Legends Collections for everything yes. for yeah. PS4 and Xbox and Switch. Hey, <laughs> given that Switch love. All right. <laughs> Which has all the Mega Man games on it. Yeah. Good. All right. Cool. Collections. We like collections, even though like half the games aren't that good anyway. Um, but half of them are really, really great. Yeah. Yeah. Even even a bad Mega Man game is better than a lot of other games out there. Sure. Sure. So you know, if, if you if that, that was all they had to say, hey, Mega Man, remember him? Yay. We do too. Once in a while, here's a bone. Here's Go nostalgia. Chew on this for a little while. Yay. Thanks, Capcom. Mega Man Eleven. Now, this is the first Mega Man new game entry in the Mega Man franchise in like eight years, I think. Seven or eight years? The last one was... No, they did a Mega Man 10 Yeah, a couple years ago. It came out on PS... The PlayStation systems and the Xbox system. It was like a download game. I think it was like eight years ago, man. It's been a while. Could be wrong, but it's been a while. Check. Uh, like, it's been a couple years at we least. We can, and I will. Um, but yeah. But no. So, Mega Man 11. Now, when you are going to do these sync sequential uh, Mega Man games, um, the past two, 9 and 10, March 1st, 2010. See? Mega Man 10. Told you. Seven okay. years ago. Uh, we getting old, son. Uh, you don't have to tell me. The past two. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Shut up! <laughs> the past two. freaking 40 in two weeks. <laughs> the past two have been the 8-bit style. They went back and yes. they made they made the 8-bit games. This is not. No. No. This is a big middle finger to Mighty Number no. 9 is what this is. <laughs> Rip us off, will ya? I heard Mighty Number no. 9 was bad. It was. A lot of the backers are very unhappy because it was not what they were promised. Yeah. And that's, you know, that's unfortunate. Capcom basically said, like, yeah, remember what you tried to do? We're going to actually do it. <laughs> with the guy you wanted to do with Mega Man. Yeah. So, yeah, it's it's 2D. 2.5D. Yeah. yeah. The, the term that was kind of coined when Street Fighter 4 came out. Mixed feels. It looks, it looks like a... It, it looks great. It looks, it looks as like advertised. a really fun Mega Man game with, you know, modern day aesthetics applied to it which is not a bad thing it, yeah, it feels weird i don't know i'm okay with all the, like you carped on me in in chat form but like i'm okay with all these franchises moving forward and updating like mario obviously has evolved considerably yeah. zelda's evolved metroid's evolved castlevania has evolved and you know all these things have gotten you know they've made the jump to 3d or, or like you know even even getting gotten new aesthetics in 2d form mega man just feels really weird when it's not <laughs> 8-bit mega man it just it i don't i don't know why i just i have a hard time looking at going like yeah it's, wait why does it look 3d and strange i don't like things that are different <laughs> it's like it's the a, one it's franchise a, it's a brand new mega man game on the switch it's so strange we both know you're gonna buy it not necessarily um We'll see. Let's see what the reviews say. I just it's, it's it's like the one franchise where I just feel it just feels weird to see it in any other context. I've no problem with that. I think it looks great. Looks like it's gonna be a lot of fun. Um, early announcement for it, considering it comes out the end of twenty eighteen. This is winter twenty eighteen. We had a year now to wait for this game. Yeah. Well, to be fair, they only showed one. Um, it's one power of time upgrade. to cancel it oh, or screw it up. Uh, 
They only showed one power up, so it makes sense that it's about a year out. Yeah. If, that if they would have, I, I'm assuming they would have shown us more power ups if it was further along and yeah. coming out sooner. So, all right, man, Mega Man Eleven, yeah, yay, yeah. It has to have terrible box art. That's a tradition now. We know that. True. 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 That doesn't match the in-game aesthetic at all. So yeah. I look forward to that. Did you? I'm assuming you never played uh, Street Fighter Cross Tekken. No. There were uh, guest characters okay. in that game, and um, there were, like, I don't know how they pulled this off. Well, no, yeah, because it's Capcom, but, like, <laughs> I was associating with it with Nintendo. But um, the guest character for Namco was Pac-Man, and he was, like, controlling a Mokujin suit. Oh. You know, like, the wooden dude from Tekken? Yes. He was, like, he was, like, Riding and controlling a, oh. a uh, Mokujin suit. The guest character from Capcom was Mega Man. Ugly box art Mega Man. I saw that. This I have seen. Yes, the from Mega Man One. The terrible. It's, yeah, yeah. It's it was pretty cool. It was pretty cool. That's funny. Yeah, Pac Man Tekken. Yeah. I, something doesn't work there, but okay, cool. So, uh, real quick, and we'll end this story on this. Um, Capcom. <laughs> for every one good thing they do. They've got to like, they got to show a glimpse of the genius they could have had. So, uh, new characters came out this week for Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite, Black Widow, Venom, and Winter Soldier. And one more, right? Four, nope. four, no, just three of them. Oh, okay. Um, there are like for the super combos you can do. There are levels. There's like level one, level two, level three, and level three is the highest one, and it's like a different cinematic for each one. And they did, they showed the level three Winter Soldier super combo. Okay. And then they showed the level three Winter Soldier super combo if you team him with Cap. Okay. And it's like right out of the Winter Soldier movie, just them teaming up, beating up whoever you're Civil fighting. War, you mean? Civil War. Okay. Yeah. So they're beating up on, on Tony. On whoever. Yeah. On whoever the opponent is. And it's so cool and yet so frustrating because you're like, how come... It's just these two characters. <laughs> How do you not do this for like if you have Rocket and Gamora on a team? Team up, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like team ups that make sense. Sure, you know, Black Widow and Hawkeye sure. have a special one to get. You know, yeah, like a comp. Ryu and Chun Li can have a special one. Well, you know, Cap Capcom, <sighs> Capcom. Same reason the game has a terrible art style. Because Capcom. Just be- because, I guess, you'll take it and you'll like it, you you poor sap you. Yep. That's why. Although Street Fighter V Apology Edition is shaping Apology up Edition? Nicely. Yeah. <laughs> the arcade edition that they're coming out with in January is looking stacked. I would like it if they actually called it that one. <laughs> apology. <laughs> the apology. We're sorry. Okay, let's... We, we've had the appetizers. We've had the side dishes. Let's get to the main course of news this week. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, Drew. Yeah. Typically, when you're making a podcast, it's not something to joke about. But this sure does put a smile on my face. Oh? We got the first trailer to Avengers Infinity War. Yes, we did. All the things hitting us in the face. 
all the things, so many things, so much awesomeness happening at once. This is just the beginning. We've got so much more to see. I had the goosebumps watching the trailer. Yes. It it was like, bam, there they were. I'm like, oh, things are happening. Yeah. Um, wow. So it's what the past almost 10 years have been leading to. Literally. Yes, yeah. it is. This is exactly what it is, actually. Um, where do we even begin to break this thing down? So looks like even though the movie's not out yet, uh, Black Panther comes out in February, yet is featured prevalently in this trailer, as is Wakanda featured prevalently in this trailer. Yep. Interesting. So, like, Marvel, like, is basically saying, like, yeah, you know this character that you saw once in Civil War and has a movie coming out yet, so it's kind of an unproven commodity? Yeah, here's more of that. Yeah, I You're going to like it. I think it's uh, marketing thinking in part to it, because it's not necessarily to say that he has that huge of a role in the film, but because his movie is coming out in the next couple months... They're kind of using this to kind of get you a little more excited for that. So they're kind of front-loading his scenes on this first trailer. I guess. Um, so we got a lot of Wakanda action here. And uh, boy, oh boy, do I get amped up when I hear Black Panther say, get this man a shield. And then bearded cap comes out of the shadows. And- bearded black-suited cap. Ninja cap with beard. Beard cap is my everything, Carl. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what's even funnier about it? it and it's like totally unintentional because he was going to have that beard no matter what. Yeah. Here's why it's funny, though. It's even funnier because of Justice League. Because Superman, they could have just said he can't shave his mustache. <laughs> Tell you what, he's coming back from the dead. We'll grow him a beard. We'll worry about it in the next movie. But no, they creepified him and they put the CGI upper lip on him and he looks all weird and stuff. And he, it's, again, totally unintentional. But here Marvel's saying, like, remember how the other guy, like, they CGI'd his face? Cap beard. Cap beard. <laughs> Look how awesome it is. <laughs> you know what? You know, we'll go one step further. Cap Wolf. <laughs> no, slow it. Whoa, pump the brakes. Pump the brakes, Marvel. Cap, Cap Wolf teams up with Thor Frog. Uh, whoa, whoa, well, okay, now you're selling me. Now you're selling me here. Hang on. I take it back. I want this. Now I want this. Now I kind of want it. All right. So that and and Spidey gets the spider sense. Speaking of goosebumps, we get the spider sense. Oh, stop you. This is what you want. Take it and enjoy it. Want it from the beginning. Well, now you're getting it. So I'm not, I'm not crazy about the design of the suit. Oh, nor I. But take it for what it is. It's it's yeah. it's his. We got to go into space suit. So <laughs> space suit. That's, that's what's happening with space pants. Peter Parker's going to space, dude. It's gonna be it's gonna be weird, but okay. Um, you remember how he died in the in the comic, the Infinity Gauntlet comic? He got kind of punked out. Spider Man. Yeah. I mean, everyone kind of is gonna get punked out. No, some people got proper killed. Yeah, you got kind of. He got like. Killed with a rock off off panel. Well, it, it, it can't. Undi- At least we got to see Iron Man's head bounce. You know. Ultimately, they undid it all, so it doesn't really matter. I know, but still, <laughs> I know. I hear you. Ah, uh, where else do we? I mean, the big star of the show here is Thanos. This is Thanos. 
finally showing up and delivering the beatdown to and, everyone. And delivering the memes. Oh, the memes that have come from this. So apparently there's a, it's a bit controversial, sort of, that he's not in his regal outfit that he's been wearing sitting I, in a chair for the last three guest appearances i i'm not crazy like i think he looks good but at the same time i'm not crazy about armorless thanos i want i want I want my helmet on thanos i feel I want, like i want the suit on him i feel you what if i were to ask, say to you this is him in his muay thai i'm gonna get into a fight gear and then once the gauntlet's assembled, he goes into full Skeletor end of Masters of the Universe movie mode where he has the full ensemble. You mentioned to this to me before, my counterpoint to that was I think it should be opposite. Like, he should have the full fight gear, armor, and whatnot as he's gathering the gauntlet. But once he gets the gauntlet, he realizes he doesn't need it, and then he can shed the... The excess weight. I think it's it's a it's a cocky thing. He feels he doesn't need the gear to take care of business. And then once he gets the gauntlet, then he's then he's going to go all showy, and he's going to get the beer muscles, and he's going to have the, the gear on <laughs> the beer muscles. You know, <laughs> you know, like 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 the muscles you get when you drink beer. That's right, exactly. <laughs> he's going to get cocky about it, and then yeah. be like, "Look at me and, and and bow to my my regal crown with my with my gauntlet." Then Cap's going to be like. Nah, bruh. Nah. Well, I mean, it's probably not going to end well for Cap like it did in the comic. We'll see. Still like one of my all-time favorite Cap scenes. Um, Yeah, there's just, like, everything is in this. Doctor Strange is in it. Like, everyone, almost everyone. Let me it. pause you there for a What's moment. Up? You know who's not there that I noticed anyway? And I could be wrong. Please correct me if I'm wrong. Who I did not notice in this trailer. Oh, holy. Oh, no, go ahead. Go ahead. Go um, ahead. um 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 We did have um, a question. I apologize. Okay, well, we'll get back to it. And it's relevant to what we're talking about. All right, so let them then we're okay. So hang on, let me let me you pulled that up. Cuz um, it came through on Twitter. It didn't come through on the Where oh where were Ant-Man and the Wasp, sir? They're, I didn't see them. They were in there. Were they? They're just very tiny. You're you're cute. You're very cute. They're very very tiny. Uh-huh. I think there's something to that, by the way. I think there is definitely uh, something to their absence from the trailer. Um, I mean, given how many characters are in this film, I don't. I honestly, I don't expect to see them all in the first trailer. I don't think Hawkeye was in the trailer, was well, he? Well, yes, he was. Yep, briefly. But let me. Okay, so here's the thing, though. Let me. Let me. Let me throw this at you. Here's here's why their absence is more conspicuous. Did you see what Evangeline Lilly said? Evangeline Lilly, a.k.a. Yeah. the Wasp? Yeah. There what? She kind of let it slip that, you know, in the, the plot of the first Ant-Man was like, well, not, not the plot, but a plot point in it was that Jan, Jan? Jan yeah. Van Dyne, many years ago, shrunk herself down so small that she got trapped in the microverse. Evangeline Lilly kind of said that the microverse is a gateway into the multiverse. Okay. So... Or, Marvel's kind of planting the seed to reboot this whole shebang. Or possibly a gateway into one of the Infinity Stones. Maybe you remember that in the too. comic, like, there was a whole world that existed within the Soul Stone. Could be that, too. Sure. Okay, so really quickly, while we were having this discussion, we did have a question. I apologize. Uh, but it's it's talking about what we're talking here. Uh, Twitter user Kyle Allinger sent us a question. So here's a question. 
here's a question for when you talk about the Infinity War trailer. Am I the only one who thinks that the Marvel show characters will be in this movie? Supposedly, 60 main characters in the film doesn't add up until you include the Netflix and ABC characters. Look, even if they just had a throwaway shot of Matt beating up muggers in an alley looking up at a portal in the sky, I'd be happy. Yeah, I don't think... I think it's definitely... Um, within the realm of possibility, especially since I think this season Agents of Shield is all in space. They're like going full on Cree blue dudes running around <laughs> Agents of Shield. Um, I still haven't watched the season premiere yet, but um, so yeah, it's this you know. I, I want Mike Colson reuniting with like Tony and Chris. oh, I, I don't think you're ever going to get that. I, I, it'd be nice, but. It's all you know. It's weird. It's funny you say that. Like it's almost weird to think about now because I see these movies now and I'm like, oh yeah, remember Coulson? Remember he was he was like the guy that kickstarted all this kind of stuff. It's almost weird to think about now that he's been gone for so long. Which well, I mean, he left the films in the first Avengers movie. Maybe they they bring him because he's been. I mean, Shield's been a really good show, and hopefully. And get shield back for, for this i think it'd be cool i mean it'd be i'd be shocked if that happened just because of the way these things kind of don't talk to each other seemingly but if it hey but if it did okay sure yeah um yeah i think my only my only and this is very small gripe was the no armor on thanos other than that i thought thanos looked great um you know who else Brolin, thought thanos roland seems to have the right tone yeah for obvi- obviously his voice is getting some some effects help but the, I, think his, I think that's just his voice to be honest his, with you his cadence and and how he's speaking just sounds right right now it's like he got to take it out for a little bit of a test drive in guardians of the galaxy and now he's kind of he's got it and unlike steppenwolf it looks like they actually you know put some spent some time on old thanos finished them they finished his, his graphics they used the playstation 4 yeah I think they mapped uh, uh, Brolin's face, too, yeah. accurately, because yeah. it kind of looks like him. Um, you know who else loved Thanos, Carl? Who else loved The him? internet loved him. <laughs> the memes. The memes. The memes. Oh, the memes. What was your favorite? Homer Simpson's pretty strong. Homer Simpson's strong. My favorite was Stone Cold. Stone Cold is definitely uh, sentimental to me, obviously, because, you know, Stone Cold. Um, the, the I don't watch Pawn Shop, but I'm familiar with the meme. The pawn yeah. shop one is pretty good too. Yep. Uh, you know, like oh, California nice, nice, one. nice if any stones you got there, I'll give you three fifty. That like because <laughs> he looks like him. Yep. Yeah. California raisins pretty good. The s- s- strong meme game was brought with Thanos. So, okay, question. Yeah. Who do you think fills the Mephisto role in this from the Infinity Gauntlet comic? That's the first part of the question. Second part of the question, do you think the object of Thanos' romantic affection in the comic being death, the embodiment of death, do you think this time around could be Hela? Um, to your first question, um, I wouldn't anticipate Mephisto showing up. No, I'm here. not saying, but like the the role... More or less, like they, the lackey, the, yeah, they're just whisper gonna, in the ear. I he doesn't I, need that because he's got the he's got his whole. I uh, think it's gonna be Loki. Maybe Lo, nah, Loki's a Loki's a low level guy here. He but he's he's got the stupid 
Tesseract in the trailer, and he's giving it to someone, probably Thanos. Well, yeah. Yeah, but now I, Thanos has his uh, his Black Guard, or whatever they're called, the, 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 the bad guys he's rolling with. He's got all them in this movie. So he's got his little crew. He doesn't need Mephisto. Come on, everybody needs a whiny little lackey. Uh, Thanos so, uh, had Mephisto and Infinity Gauntlet. Java had Salacious P. Crumb. Well, maybe this is Patton Oswalt's fever dream come true, and they're going to cross franchises, and, and Salacious <laughs> Crumb will be in the movie. <laughs> no, that can't happen. Um, I no, I don't know about all that business. And your second question, I'm sorry, was uh, do you think um, death is replaced no, by Hella? That makes the most sense to me. I in these movies, like, look, I know. Marvel has gone to great lengths to give themselves the benefit of the doubt, and we're we're pretty much open to whatever they want to do. I mean, you know, see Thor Ragnarok, for example, or yeah, you know, we're willing to let Marvel kind of run wild. But as crazy as they get, I think as soon as you show like the Grim Reaper, it's <laughs> for all intents and purposes, yeah, it might be a bridge too far. You also for these kind of movies. You also go though. You also have to go back to the when Thanos first made his appearance in the Avengers post credit scene. They said court like, death. "Yeah, you have to court death." And so. he's all about courting death. But yep. but Hela's introduction in Ragnarok, preceding the Infinity War, and she's the goddess of what? She's the goddess of death. Yep, it makes sense to me. And if yeah. that means we get a little more Cape Blanchett as Hela, I'm okay with that I'm too. Okay with that too. So. If they're if that's how you're going to sub it in, fine. I'm okay with that. That's that that works thematically in terms of the the subject matter. Sure, it's it's good because once you show the skeleton in the black robe, dude, I I just feel like the audience, no matter how much investment they've put in, yeah. it, they're going to go like, wait a minute, hang on, what? I mean, like maybe if you give her the normal human face, like she had sometimes in the comic, or 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 or. Thanos has to face death in Battleship, Twister, and Electronic Football. (laughs) Same cast, same guy. (laughs) Butch and Sundance, the early years. See, now you know you want this. Best of seven. Damn right. That's right. This, now, now imagine Thanos yep. in this. Yep. Sorry. They Melvin to me. I kind of want this now. Not going <laughs> to lie. So yeah, Avengers, Vinny War. It's, it's real. It's a thing. It's coming. It's going to make all the money. Do you feel like, because I know Age of Ultron uh, dipped in box office from Avengers. Avengers yes. made all the money in the world. And then Age of Ultron, a little less. Do you think this is like it's going to come back and it's going to like? Oh yeah, really? Okay, yeah. this is like like I've said the past couple episodes. There's two movies I think can break one billion domestically. It's Last Jedi and this. Okay, so I think like this Age of Ultron kind of got some bad press going into it. It made some some choices that maybe weren't the best for storytelling wise. It led to Whedon leaving. It's still fun. Still, oh yeah, still a fun movie. I defend it. Um, it's not perfect by any stretch, though. Yeah, oh no, um, but this has something no other Marvel film has had leading up to it, which is all the Marvel films. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I, I gotta say, I got a little more faith in the Russo brothers than I do than I did in Whedon after Age of Ultron. 
I think Age of Ultron is more... I blame less of that on Joss Whedon, more of that on like the collaboration souring. I, I don't think, think any, I don't think Joss Whedon or Marvel carry the brunt of the blame. I think it's like shared blame between the two. Sure, I think what happened was post Avengers one, the Marvel Cinematic Universe expanded and got a little more intertwined, and Whedon kind of wanted to still have his little sandbox to a degree. Yeah, and. It was like Fe- Feige really asserted control, right? But he, but I mean, one. he kind of—I don't want to say he had to, but like I feel like after Avengers, things were growing, and yeah. th- it was clear that something was going to give. Yeah, I mean, we both we've both discussed, especially with with Justice League and everything DC's doing, that there needs to be a single decision maker sure. where the buck stops. Yeah, right, right, and so like. And Marvel's thing is you're going to do it our way or you're not going to do it at all. And I'm okay with that because seems to work out so, so far. far. Everything they've given us has been great. It's like same thing we've seen with Star Wars movies. Kathleen Kennedy is you're going to do it our way or you're not going to do it at all. Yeah. And so far it's worked out fine. So for the most part, it's, it's like I said, these, these, the Star Wars films and the Marvel films are not films that reflect for the most part, directorial vision. These are products of studio planning, uh, yeah. macro storytelling on a larger level. But that's kind um, of a new concept, really. And it's, Marvel's kind of inventing that concept. Yeah, it's it's well, no, they didn't invent it, but they're the ones who had the guts to go like full into it. Like, if you want to know, it, like, if we're honest, the friggin' Universal Studios invented it with their monsters way back in the 30s. Right, but it hasn't been really done yeah, no, that way Yeah, no, Marvel is saying, okay, we're gonna do this like it's done in the comics. Yeah. This is all going to be uh, one universe that you're all going to know. I mean, the unfortunate side effect is that is now everybody's trying to do that. They're, not, they're forgetting what Marvel did out of the box was just make good standalone films yeah. that happen to exist within this universe. Gotta do a little legwork. Yeah. Can't gotta, just, gotta build the brand. Yeah. Can't just assume the brand. That's a good way to that's a good way to put it. Yeah. And that's unfortunately the mistake DC's been making is they've been assuming their brand. They haven't been building their brand. So All right. Yeah. All right. Whew. News. Infinity War. Lots of news. Get some. Infinity War. Go read Infinity Gauntlet. Trade is is readily available. Um if if you're kinda like not if you enjoy the movies but don't necessarily read the comics, that's fine. But I would highly recommend, like, go to uh, your local comic shop or Barnes & Noble or something, grab the Infinity War trade. Because well, hang on, slow down. Not the Infinity War. Or Infinity Gauntlet. Infinity Gauntlet. That's yeah. kind of a point of, con- that's a bit of, a bit of, a point of, of confusion, just so you kids know out there. Infinity War, the comic, was a sequel to Infinity Gauntlet. Yes. And Infinity Gauntlet is the one where Thanos assumes the gauntlet and destroys half the universe. Spoilers. Yeah, uh, they get better, though. They get better. Uh, so that's kind of what is the inspiration for Infinity War, the movie. So just, just be aware that yeah. Infinity War, the comic, is not the basis of Infinity yeah. War, the movie. It's Infinity unless, Gauntlet. Unless in the next trailer they show us a whole bunch of evil doppelgangers who try and take over the superheroes themselves. Sure. Would we even get mad at that? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, no, probably not. <laughs> just, just, Yeah, whatever. Spoilers, Carl. Beard Cap is a doppelganger. <sighs> the beard is the tell. <laughs> it's the new Spock's beard. It's Cap's beard. Get it? Get it? See, get, see it? I get it's it. amazing. I get it. All right.
<laughs> All right. We're done. All right. Yes. We're news done is with done. News. news is done. Now, dear listeners, if you've been with us since the beginning, since time in memoriam, we appreciate it. Um, as you know, uh, the, the kind of the hook of the show, more or less, is we discuss the what most of the time is Daredevil. Um, but I've been thinking a lot lately. We've discussed a lot of Daredevil at all lately. We gotta well, kind of I mean, gotta get back. To we that. wrapped up two seasons of the damn show. <laughs> um, but we also do the uh, the Marvel Netflix shows. We kind of break them down. We did Defenders, and then we uh, we took some time off to just kind of do some one off shows. And we were waiting for the beginning of Punisher, which has begun. In words of the immortal Shang Tsung, it has begun. It has. It has. Um, so neither Drew or myself have finished it. I am on episode five, five or six. I'm not there yet. I'm close behind you. I'm nipping yes. at your heels. I'll yeah. get there tonight. It's just, it's kind of, it's it's tough because with a one-year-old at home, it's not necessarily something you want to watch with a one-year-old around. Well. It's not. I mean. It's not. 90% of it you can get away with. <laughs> Because uh, I'm, I'm through a few episodes right now, and I got a, 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 a bone to pick with this show. Slow. Yeah. And not a lot of yeah. punishment is being dished out just no. yet. Got got all excited from the beginning of the first episode. Well, should we, hang on, did we, did we rustle papers yet? Well, I, you're the only one with papers to rustle. Episode one. <laughs> three three AM I think it's called. Sure. <laughs> oh my god. Hang on. I have no notes. I am deep. Okay, you look it up. So all right. Let us go back for a moment, shall we? Let's back up. Let's back up the truck. The Punisher in the Marvel Cinematic TV Netflix universe, however you want to define this little thing here, was introduced in Daredevil Season Two. He was kind of the breakout star of Daredevil Season Two where we got to learn pretty much everything we needed to know about Frank Castle, a.k.a. the Punisher. His family was killed in, I mean, in the comics, obviously, it's a botched mob hit here in the show. It's a botched mob hit that was orchestrated by the CIA and the New York Police Department. It's kind of conspiratorial, drug dealers and stuff, and it's complicated, but either way... It's given a little necessary depth for storytelling purposes. Sure. For and sure. yes, the episode is called 3 a.m. Okay. So we get to see all this in, in Daredevil Season 2. We get to see the, the the fallout of Frank's family's murder. We get to see Frank take care of business and go at these guys hard. Um, he in, eventually, you know, goes to prison, kills a whole bunch of people there, gets out of prison, commits to killing his family's killers, which he, you know, starts doing. He puts on the skull at the end, and he is the Punisher, fully formed for us to see. Yep. Okay. Well, he's the Punisher for about five minutes in this episode. Yep. And then he throws the skull vest into a fire and decides that he's 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 done. So, what are we doing here? And now, a, a slight. We're taking a couple steps backward narratively. Now. Yeah. Now, okay. Here's the thing. <laughs> I'm a few episodes into this now, and it's like, we already know his origin. 
why do we have now? Why did this show feel the need to like do it again? His origin wasn't enough. We don't have enough background on Frank to have him want to wage. He's crossed. He has crossed a threshold in Daredevil season two. He crossed the threshold into what he was going to be. Now we have him walking back. Only so now we got to dig deeper into his past so that he can cross over again. Yeah, uh, we're wasting time it, here. It really, like I, I have one perspective. I understand it. Sure, because you kind of have to establish the character for people who are a new to the character. Yes, B may not have watched Daredevil Agreed. season two I'm, for one reason or another. Yep, but. The you don't need to do it to this extent. I have a feeling it's the the point of the season is to just do this again. And like, did we look? If all they did was go in the first five minutes, you know, he's killing the bad yeah. spoilers for this episode. In the first five minutes of this, he's capping off to anyone that was remaining that was involved in his family's death. Yeah. That's how it plays yep. on screen. If you're going to spend that time in a new show for people who have not watched Daredevil Season 2 and may not be familiar, why don't just use that time to like recap family, dead, this guy, on the hunt. I mean, that's it. It's, yeah. we're, we're there. You're done. You did the legwork in five minutes. And then throw up, set up a big bad for him and have him just be the Punisher. Yep. But instead, we've got, we've got a lot of mopey frank and i get it you want to again this was my concern going into the show that that the humanization factor would be too much now so far they haven't given him a love interest that i've seen Mm. karen is debatable she's she's a human female so i mean as far as a love interest goes there i there is female characters uh, other female characters being introduced in this episode that I'm like, well, at what point are they going to set that up for Frank? And I hope that's not the case, but I'm probably going to be wrong. But like, that was my fear that we're going to try and make Frank into a yeah. human being for lack of a better term. And that's really not the direction I wanted this show to take, but here we are. Also keep in mind that the pace of this is, is bothering me because I saw the trailer, the one that you showed me that we were like, Oh man, remember with two things Metallica. by Metallica. Metallica and he's killing people to the drum beating. <laughs> like, Whoa, we're not getting much of that here. No, like this we were is- getting some sledgehammer work. And it's pretty good sledgehammer work. Fine. We're getting we're getting more hammer action in this than we got in all of Thor <laughs> Thor Ragnarok. Sure. Okay. But, but like no, I, I see what you're saying. Like it's it's a tough line to walk with this character because if you do him just like kind of straight from the comics. It's hard. In this medium, yeah. it's hard. He's a hard it can, nut to crack, man. It can almost be a little boring. It can because, be. Because like, just like 13 episodes of just straight action, you're right. going to get tired after a little while. Yes, now. yes, I agree. And maybe they figured that out. Yeah. That's why they're and going this route. So I think, like, yes, you have to kind of give him a believable story to be in to make him interesting to get people coming back to the show. The second thing is you have an opportunity with this show, unlike your other Marvel shows, or unlike with most other Marvel characters, to really speak to, like, we've 
we had a whole episode on on social justice and and how mar uh, how comics and things aren't speaking to issues the way they normally do. Yeah, the way they used to back in like sixties and seventies. This show is speaking to the issue of PTSD. Yeah, and and you, it is. No, you're right. Yeah, it is. You, it is. You have the opportunity to do that. I okay. I'm. And to oh, let me just let me yeah. just on one hand I'm okay with this yes because you're using this character that a lot of people gravitate to for numerous reasons some good some bad as we discussed yeah you know, previously. yeah see also pickup trucks with that, Punisher skulls yeah mm-hmm. that you can relay this message through and then you have a uh, character that people don't necessarily know that you can still relay this message through and they can be surprised by that and actually maybe listen to the message for the first time. But what's the message? That's the point. It's like they're they're kind of. Like, it's like you pick pick a lane. Like pick is, where does, you want to. Does go. Frank have PTSD and he's a psychopathic killer? Okay, great. So people who have PTSD are psychopathic killers, and I, I or or Frank has or or he or he doesn't or we like because he because he shouldn't like that's not his. No, but, I know. And again, going, coming from like the pure comic interpretation, you shouldn't have that. He just, no. this is, he's simply a machine that, that does this. Yep. And it's, there was a trigger, which was the death of his family. And then he made a very basic decision that I don't say basic in a negative way. I'm like, there's just, this is what there is. And this is what there will be till my heart stops beating. Yeah. Um, in this show, there showing i think they show the ptsd discussion more through the surrounding characters than they do frank himself because i think doing it with frank i think they're smart enough to know if you go full-on ptsd with frank you lessen that character and that's not to say people with ptsd are lessened by any stretch but if you're going to kind of have that discussion it works better with the surrounding characters than necessarily doing it with the main character. And he shows up at the the meeting. There, there's a meeting for, yeah. for for veterans who have PTSD, and you know that part of it was okay. Like, all right, there's 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 guys here that have valid things to say in this meeting, and they're not letting Frank kind of interact with them. He's off to the side in the, in the shadows. Okay, you know, you want to bring some of that stuff up. That's fine. That's good. But, like, I, I hope it's made clear, like, at some point in this show that, like, Frank isn't that. He's, again, to me anyway, he's not this, like, broken shell of a man. Although, in this, epi- in this episode, he is. Yeah. Again, I thought he got over this, but apparently not. Um, it's it, The show is sending me mixed messages so far. I guess that's, that's, yeah. where, I, that's where I land. I mean, it's, you have, unlike with the previous characters that the Netflix shows have tackled... You have two very distinct ideas of what Frank Castle the Punisher is. You have the the comic idea, which like is kind of where we come from on it, and then you have the idea of this character adapted into something that has to make him appealing to other people for yeah. the right reasons. Right, and I I guess I'm I'm a little I we're gonna, torn on it. Yeah, we're gonna rub up a lot of. We're going to rub up against these two comparisons a lot while going through the show. Yeah. Because I think, like, if you're saying, okay, we're going to get him to what you know him as, 
we just have to do this first to help get him there. Mm-hmm. Okay. You know, I can, like, if you if you tell me you're going to make the, the next one better, I can endure something that's less than what I was expecting the first time around. See, Iron Fist. Yeah. Um, which I, to me, like, I'm five episodes in. The show's not bad. It's not what we were. It's got a ho- nine out of ten on IMDb right now. Yeah, it's not what we were hoping. It might it be was the best rated be. show yeah. that they have. It's, it's. I'm sitting here wondering why. Because we have that background with the character that a lot of viewers probably don't. Okay, fair enough. That's so, fair. Yeah, it's. But again, it's not bad. It's just not what we were hoping it was going to be. But see, so, what, that point you just made about like we had to show we had to show you how we get there. Here's my concern with that. Like you already did it. You already did it. Number yeah. one. Number two. These things take time, and now I gotta wait around for your next season to show me what I wanted to see from the beginning. Come on, man. Like, or they might. You know, they might get to it halfway. Maybe that like Act One, Act Two format that a lot of the maybe. previous seasons. That might come into effect because neither one of us are at the halfway point. True, now. and I hope so, that's the case. But here again, I'm just like, man, I don't know. I like, let's. I thought he was here. I thought we were getting the Punisher, and I got this. And I don't have that. I've got you know, proto Punisher, and I'm, man, I'm past that. I like, let's go. Let's get to want Punisher proper. Right. So let I, I'm mm, all right. I don't want to sound like I'm totally crapping all over this show because I, I I'm early in it yet, and the performances are pretty strong. Burnthal's still Burnthal's good, and I feel like we're gonna get to something eventually. Like because it, it, it does, there are there is some catharsis in this episode at the end, yeah. so we'll get there. Uh, but can I immediately? The show makes me afraid because how does it start, Carl? Not with the murdering of people who killed his family not exactly starts with frank castle playing an acoustic guitar and all i have written in here my first line of notes is oh great dad rock (laughs) (laughs) they're doing the punisher playing lame pseudo blues rock country acoustic guitar and then the theme of the 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 the, the intro theme yeah same thing oh man no don't do that it's oh because you know what it is it's a really what that is from me back let me let me throw my media study degree at you now It's a lazy shorthand for emotionally tortured white guy. <laughs> I'm a musician. I know these things too, by the way. <laughs> but in film, it's the same thing. It's the, it's yeah. just like it, it those little licks, the the, the the sad guitar lick. Dude, not here. You're not saying, you're not saying the here. only thing missing is hurt by Johnny Cash. He kind of, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not, not for the punit, not for Frank Castle, dude. Not when you get Metallica in the trailer. Like, come on, man. You feed me Metallica in the trailer, <laughs> then you give me Bee Gees when I get to the main course. I like the Bee Gees, but still, you know what I'm saying, though. Like, come on, man. We can, yeah. we can do better. No, no, than I, this. I, I get you. I get you. So that's how we start. And my immediate reaction was like, oh, no. All right. It's, I, I think. I think one of the things where 
one of the aspects of the show where I'm going to be okay with certain emotional decisions they make that you're not going to be okay with is aspects of the family relationship. Yeah. That Frank had like with his kids. Sure. Because I mean, it's cliche, but it's things become cliche for a reason because a lot of times they're true. You don't understand that love until you have a kid. I don't, but I had a problem even with the one patch, two patch stuff in Daredevil. I'm like, come on, man. This is just not one batch. I don't care. It's not (laughs) the Punisher. As soon as I saw that, I was like, that's a thing. I'm going to make, I'm going to make this a thing. Okay. Again, these, these little decisions that are being made about this character. I'm like, okay. (laughs) We've got an episode to get through, sir. Sorry. (laughs) All right, so it starts off like that. Yep. Then we make with the killing. Yep. And that's fun. <laughs> <laughs> that part's fun. He runs the Screw bi- motion, kills some people. He runs the bikers over. He chokes the guy to death in the bathroom pretty brutally. Yep. Then he snipes the oh, guy. Oh, that's shot. That part was awesome. So the guy's in Mexico. He sniped him from New from Jersey. From Texas. Well, from Jersey. You're <laughs> exaggerating here, but for effect. He's in Texas and he snipes the guy in Mexico. That's awesome. Like, that was brilliant. And uh, anyone who is who has tried to be a sniper in something like Call of Duty or whatnot can can appreciate the shot. Man, that was a cool... And, like, he, he pulls the trigger and you hear it and then you don't, you don't see it until... Yeah. That was... that was Like, it takes time until it actually hits yeah. the guy in the head. That was cool. And then he throws the vest away in the garbage. Oh, man. Okay. So, not only... All right, here... All right, all right, all right. So... You're going to be doing a lot of talking throughout these 13 episodes, aren't you? It's not going to be like a back no, no. and forth type thing. It's just going to be me sitting no, back and... I'm laying the groundwork now, so by the time we're in the thick of this, I will have said a lot of this already. I, okay. I, I Assuming things keep on this trajectory. So, not only... he, So, he goes... He's done being the Punisher, right? At least for now. Yeah. Okay. Fine. Fine. He quits. Okay. He goes back to New York. You know, home. New York. They think you're dead. You're you're like, you know, kind of persona non grata. It was in the news. It was in the paper. You don't go back. You don't show your face there. He he doesn't show his face. Shows his beard. Oh, but that takes, hey now, whoa, whoa, that whoa, takes time. Whoa, whoa, that takes whoa. time. Pump the brakes there, little brother. Yeah. Not ten minutes ago, you were all a flutter about cap beard. All right, now you get hang on, pun hang on. of beard. No, 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 no. Here's the thing, and you with a pretty decent mustache right now. Thank you. Me, I cannot pull one off very well. Not all beards are created equally. Caps is majestic. <laughs> I'm not feeling burnt all beard. <laughs> Caps Caps is too groomed to make me believe he's a man on the run. Burnt all beard spot. He's on. not on the run. He's he's living large in Wakanda. I think <laughs> I think um it's to answer to the, the New York statement, you also gotta remember New York City easy city to hide in. I guess it just seems a little dicey to like, hey, you know that place where I was on the front page of the paper in an eight city of eight million people? Well, I'm gonna go back there. Plus, if people think you're dead, they're not really looking for you. I, I, Joe I, I, Joe Normal on the street is not checking every face he walks past. Goes, are any of these guys the Punisher? I guess, like, 
in the words of in the words of Ron Burgundy, you might want to lay low for a while. <laughs> kill the guy. Frank, kill the guy. <laughs> want to lay low for a while? All right, I'll buy it. It's six months later. Fine, I'll buy it. Okay, he's back in New York, and he's and he's been he's beaten on a wall with a hammer. And uh, am I the only one that thought when he had that nice big blank wall and he starts hitting it with the hammer? I'm like, he's gonna hammer out a skull, isn't he? <laughs> he's no. gonna he's gonna do the logo thing. I, I I don't know why I thought that, but I did. I did not think that was gonna happen. Okay, I'm just checking because, like, you know, let's not pretend that there's not history for that in the Punisher franchise. Uh, Thomas Jane movie when he blows up the cars in the parking lot in the shape of the skull. This is a cool shot. <laughs> really. Okay. Listen, right. we had there. There are a few things to take from that film that we could look at. And go like, hey, that was it's kind of fun. Yeah, <laughs> there, was, there was there was stuff. Not a lot, but there was stuff. Yeah, it's like I said, not a lot. But there's the car. <laughs> the car. The car was nice. The um, some of this. I I don't want to get too. De- well, you know what? We're gonna save some of these these movie discussions for you episodes. Still, you where, still haven't seen the Dolph Lundgren Punisher, have you? I saw it when I was a kid. I haven't seen it since. Okay. Um, I revisit that. That's, I th- the, that's the best movie. Not for nothing, our favorite phrase. I think we have to revisit all these movies at some point on this show. We need okay. to start. We need to start picking up with like some of this retro content because that right. uh, that trial of the Incredible Hulk trial. Yes, that was fun. We did that, so we can. Yeah, we're definitely fun. No, I'm just joking. That was fun. <laughs> Come on, no. Okay, so uh, Castiglione, they call him. So I like that in the comics, his, his real name is his birth his, name is, is Francis Castiglione, yeah. and he shortens it to Castle at some point in his life. Here, his real name is Castle, and now he's living under an alias of Castiglione. Well, I mean, okay, we don't establish that that's not his birth name. Mm, I feel like they're the show kind of all right. Fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. So he's working in construction, I guess. Sure. And he's construction's a an easy job to get paid under a table and you know work sure. random work for hire things like that so he doesn't have to go on the books. Okay, fair enough. And we intersplice this with him at home being again tortured and uh, the lazy shortcut. He's reading Moby Dick. Get it? Yeah. Ahab, white whale, yep. tortured. To, yeah, lazy. But they give context to it later on when the guy when he gives. Oh, it he back brings it back, guy. but it's yeah. it's not it's not the fact that he's reading a book. It's he's reading Moby Dick. <laughs> it's like, come on, man, on the nose. I'm saying <laughs> you're not being very clever here. <laughs> we can do better than this. I'm nitpicking, but again, media study major. I can't help it. These things stick out to me. I, if you're gonna. Like, well, like, we're like, also talking about one of your big three characters, and he is. Yes, There's I'm a big Punisher Daredevil, guy. Cap, and and Punisher. That's that's so probably you're gonna, pretty accurate. Yeah. There's there's a higher standard for you than there will be for the casual fan. I'm just kind of like if a Spider-Man fan has a higher standard for a film no, no, no. than other people. No, do. I no, I know what you're saying. I know what you're getting at there. I don't mean like you know for the Punisher to be reading Moby Dick. I just mean the fact that just the storytelling trope in general. The, the Moby yeah. Dick trope. It's like. Oh, okay. we get it. Yeah, we get it. If he was watching Wrath of Khan, however, <laughs> same trope, better execution. But a little it, see that's a, that's a layer though. It's a deeper cut. It's like an onion. Yeah. See, I like that. <laughs> that's see that makes me think about the trope. Like you know what I mean? Yeah. Like why why that? Oh, because in that it did that. As opposed yeah. to here, it's just like well, it's that. Like mm-hmm. again, 
make me dig a little bit. I like I like I like to dig. I like to sink I like to sink my teeth into stuff. Okay. Now when he's at the construction site, he ends up meeting the the new, the new kid on the job who yeah. gets into it with the old crew, the bad these yeah. these guys are all, you know, criminal slime balls evidently. And for the first time in the show, in the first time in since they cast Burnthal, I have a problem with with Burnthal. What's up? It's too small. Because there's as soon as the lead jerk of the group presses on him, he's like a foot taller than the Punisher. And Maybe I'm he's just a tall guy. Ah, uh, suddenly in the show, I'm just like, oh wait. As a fan, I'm like, oh, this is a problem. I've I've seen what he does to people, and I I don't have a problem with size. It's just one of those character things where I am. It just it rings false to me. It's like, did you have a problem with Hugh Jackman not being five foot four? I did actually initially. I it wore initially. off. It wore off, but it did bother me for a, a good stretch. I I don't think he shrank between Daredevil season two and now. No, but it was the framing and like here's this guy suddenly looming over the Punisher who's supposed to be a big dude. Well, maybe the guy looming over is just a big guy. Goes to show like how yeah, good he is at, it, it, at dispatching the punishment. Didn't play that way, but okay, okay. Anyway, <laughs> it, it was a concern. I'm like, oh, man. Now, um, so the new guy wants friends, but these guys don't want to be his friend. Yeah. He, what's this guy's deal? Like, he's I work new, at a construction site, and I want to be everyone's friend. He's a new kid in the class. Fair enough. So he tries to be Frank's friend. Or Pete. I'm sorry. Pete Castiglione's friend. And Frank doesn't want friends. Yeah. Clearly. He's at grief and trauma, and he's not here to make friends. He's here to pound a wall to release catharsis here. <laughs> Yep. Evidently, which is not endearing him to the, you know, the dirt balls who want more overtime and whatnot. And Frank yeah. is preventing them from getting it because he's just pounding walls he all day. He shows up, he, he takes down a wall by himself and goes home. So, um, we discussed the veteran meeting, right? Yeah. So we eventually get there when Frank returns the book to his friend Curtis, the guy who runs the support group meeting. And we are introduced to what I'm going to assume and this is something that I was just like, I don't know. I know this was going to come when they delayed the show for two weeks. Remember after the Vegas shooting? Yeah. And I'm not saying they put it, they didn't put it in because of the events. They just didn't have time to shoot anything new. Right. So this was going to be in the show regardless, but we are introduced to the uber conservative gun nut guy in the support group who craps on liberals and thinks that they're the cause of America's problem. This guy's in the support group. This guy stuck out like a sore thumb to me because all I could think is, what are you trying to say here? And we're only one episode in, so we'll see if this guy comes back with more to do. Yeah. But here's the th- here's the thing. I know people get really uptight with the Punisher being a gun-toting vigilante, and for some reason, though, that got conflated after Vegas, especially in the timing and whatnot, that Frank is a... Somehow it got conflated that Frank is a bad guy with a gun. When it's been like people wanted to make him into this icon of crazy white guy with a gun, which I guess he is, but Frank's not shooting into a crowd of people. 
Yeah, he's tactical, and his his his, his methods well, are different. Let's, let's pump the brakes on the tacticalness there, dude. Lest we forget his first appearance of Daredevil season two, where he's well, going through a hospital with a shotgun. Well, we called that out. Yes, yeah. we definitely called um, that out. I, I just no, I get what you're saying. Why, I, this, I did not necessarily view it that way. I saw that guy like, yeah, he's kind of like the way they're building him up is kind of stereotypical of what you see a lot, but. He is also being portrayed as a product of his war, which means he's he looks he's more Vietnam era, and that mentality, like there there's a bond that soldiers have that crosses generations, but there's still a uh, even like each generation of soldier has a different mentality depending on. I get like, that, like the war, like. I can see a lot of Vietnam veterans be being more that way because, like, a how they were treated when they came home. Sure. Uh, B just how the world has changed since that time. Yes. And you know, they they come from a time where the thought of of gun control was was like communist. And well, they still think that. By the well, way, well, no, I know they still think it, but it's. What I'm saying is he wasn't as much of a of a faux pas for me as he was for you. He just, like, I, he I, felt, view, he felt, I just ultimately view him as being a product of his time, not necessarily this time. But the thing is, he didn't play to me like traumatized soldier. He played like card-carrying NRA guy just happens to be at this meeting for PTSD. What? Oh, I mean... Okay. Sure, sure. Meetings like this are not always going to be of all like-minded people. It's I guess he just he rang he rang weird in the scene, and then I'm and again I'm I like I like I like to dig my teeth in. I want to know. All right, what do you what is the show trying to tell me about this guy, and what's the message going to be? Yeah, and is there going to be one? Because you know I I will say this about Marvel these shows, like Luke Cage had an opportunity to really speak loudly about certain things and it did in some ways in some ways but it also middled it in other ways and i'm wondering like is the the writers of the punisher just feel like they had to bring this up because they uh, you know like had to bring it up so let's just put it in there or are they going to say something are they going to take an actual stance i don't know it's one episode so i don't know yeah but like don't middle this if you're gonna if you're gonna do this I don't know what they need. I don't know that they need to do this yeah, in a Punisher I show. Wouldn't, I wouldn't recommend them taking I, on. I, I kind of wish they would just leave it out entirely because yeah. it's dicey territory to get in. But if they're going to do it, then I hope they land somewhere and not just kind of yeah. go like, well, we're just putting it out there. Like, no, 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 no. You are making me sit through this. You better have something to say about it. That's just me. Yep. That's that guy. That's how he read to me. And I'm a little I'm a little like. Okay, go somewhere with this. Meanwhile, the other guy, the younger soldier, clearly traumatized by what he has yeah. been through. That part, I was like, okay, this this is good. The show wants to steer into this angle. I get it, and I make sense. Um, we meet uh uh Madani and Sam, the investigators, who are in Twitch? looking not no not Twitch, but Madani, the female, and Sam, the the guy, her new partner. They're going to be digging into Frank and uh, 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 Clancy Jones, uh, who is dead, but he was... Yeah. You mean Clancy Brown? Clancy Brown, I'm sorry. <laughs> yep. I was about to say. My bad. Um, 
they're digging into that schoonover the the general yes correct so they're going to be digging into that and seeing why they were killed because they go back to afghanistan and overseas and she was there and dirty things were done and she wants to know who killed them and why right so we got a little angle going on there and what happened to c thomas howell oh my god well the 80s ended he sure did you know that that soul man money ran out at some point. Oh no, soul man! Oh no! Yeah, there's a movie that doesn't get made today. No, he looks rough though. It, I mean, he didn't look bad. He just looks older. Yes, he certainly <laughs> does. He's the he's the jerk, racist, sexist, uh, superior officer to the other two. Okay, fair enough. We're gonna see where this goes. Um, this kid though is stupid. This, this new kid on the job at the construction site. So not only does he want friends real bad, he lets his new friends walk all over him. Yep. To the point where they run up a $400 bar tab and put it on him. Oh, and by the way, the one guy needs money to pay off a loan shark, so they're going to go and they're going to rob a criminal poker game. And not just any criminal poker game. Comic shout-out where I marked out a little bit, the Nucci's poker game. And little comic background for the listeners for the listeners um in the see okay in the 90s the punisher was in a very bad place his books were terrible and they kind of put the character to bed for a while wasn't he using rubber bullets at one point eh, the less said the better about the 90s punisher <laughs> it was not not good okay was it spiritual avenger bad well that came after that and it was also terrible. And that's when they kind of said, you know what? We don't know what to do with the Punisher, so we're going to put him over there. Then Joe Quesada came in and says, I'm taking over Marvel Knights. He's one of my Marvel Knights. Hey, Garth Ennis and Steve Dillon. Preacher's really good. Why don't you come over here and do a Punisher story and bring him back to basics? And they did, and it was great. And it was called Welcome Back, Frank, which they also say in this episode, yeah. by the way. Um, and the it's villain... The, the episode. It is. Uh, the villain of Welcome Back, Frank, the primary villain there are many but the primary one is ma nucci the head of the nucci crime family so if that if she shows up like ma and pa nucci like ma pa (laughs) no sight of pa he he probably got off many moons ago but ma ma is around and she is vindictive anyway this dumb kid (laughs) sure i'll go rob a poker game with you all right dude all right you're lucky Frank got a soft spot for you, buddy. You're lucky you gave him a sandwich. So it go, the hit goes completely wrong. Of course. And it's comical, actually, how wrong it goes. <laughs> it could not have gone yeah. worse. This kid has the loosest pockets in the world and the worst wallet because it just drops out just the right angle, opens up just the right way so the dude can see his driver's license. You really screwed this up, Donald. What's his name, Donald? Donnie? Something like, something like that. Yeah. Oh, a poor kid. Velcro kid. Velcro wallet. Look into it. Or button up. Whatever. Keep your stuff secure. So they know who he is. They take the money. They they manage to escape with the money from the from the heist. And because Donnie has now been seen, well, his license has been seen, yeah. the other guys decide, we're going to kill you at the construction site. Good thing Frank was there pounding a wall. So now, finally. Well, sometimes pounding a wall helps you sleep. We get some punishment. Finally. Yes. And Frank unleashes hell with a sledgehammer. Yes. All right. Okay. Now we're talking. Yep. These are bad guys. This is stuff Frank would do. And we get a vicious beatdown. 
He extracts information from them about the poker game, where it was, how it was, and whatnot, and decides to shatter the guy's face with the sledgehammer and then dump him into the concrete bath. Yep. Along with everyone else. Yeah. I All mean, right. it's convenient it, that... Jimmy Hoffa that, agrees. Yeah. <laughs> Threw the kid a rope. Threw him a rope with a bag of money and just said, leave town. Frank, Frank was feeling generous that day. So let's see if Donnie listens. Hopefully he does. Meanwhile, at the poker game, or at least, you know, where the poker game was held, said, said mob soldiers were there yep. for about three seconds. Because yeah. Frank then decides to dispatch them very ruthlessly, very quickly, very quietly. Well, not so quietly. Guns and stuff. Well, but yeah. efficiently. But efficiently. Did you notice? Did you notice he was wearing gloves in this scene? I do not recall noticing that. Frank was wearing gloves in this scene. Do you know what color they were? Were they white? They were white. <laughs> I'll have to go back and watch. I don't know if it was intentional, but I smiled. That's all I can say. Wink, wink, nod, nod. Yeah. Tip of the hat to the director if that was a conscious choice. So, finally, some punishment in the Punisher show. And who should be watching on a security monitor many moons away? Well, we don't know exactly, but some guy who utters the words, Welcome back, Frank. And if it is the guy I think it is, and spoilers, it is. Yeah, it's Micro. It's Micro. Micro, buddy. You've lost weight. Svelte. Svelte. I'm okay with that. I, 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 I miss Fat Micro, I guess. Eh. I mean, it's it's okay. It's fine. It's fine. I, I, like, I like that. It's fine. Here's the thing. One of the most inspired bits of casting for Micro in in Punisher Warzone, the the you know the other Punisher movie, yeah. when they cast Dennis Nedry, aka Wayne Knight, as he's a computer. Get it? He's Dennis yeah. Nedry, the computer. Mm-hmm. They cast Let's him as as Micro. Yeah. That's brilliant. That movie is kind of underrated, almost. It's it's rated. I should take that back. It's rated. <laughs> and that's the end of the episode when he says, welcome back, I, Frank. I, re- I rated second of the three films. Mm, okay. Lundgren. Uh, that's your top? Yeah. I think, oh, my God. I think the Dolph Lundgren one is a legitimately good Punisher movie because there's a lot of punishment in it. There is. I, I remember and that much. Given Given what the character was at the time, as far as his appearance goes, they kind of... Yeah. Like Lundgren looked was, good. Lundgren looked great. He was, he was a skull t-shirt away from being dead on. Yeah. Like yeah. they didn't do the white boots or the white gloves, which I think we can both agree is probably a good thing. It's a dated look. Yeah. yeah. So, but yeah, Lundgren, Warzone, Thomas Jane. Okay, cool. Uh, there you go. That's yep. at first episode. So, um, I mean, we're not off to the start. We were hoping for. We're not. We're not. Um, it feels like it might get there, but there we are. All right, man. That's the first so, yeah. episode. Um, we are going to be going through this series. Um, hopefully, uh, punishment picks up. Uh, but in the meantime, dear listeners, thank you very much for joining us again. Uh, we appreciate it. If you would like to contact us, send us any questions to show, any comments, suggestions, what have you, 
You can reach us on Twitter at Devil's Due Pod. You can go to Facebook.com slash Devil's Due Pod. You can email us at the Devil's Due Pod at gmail.com, or you can find all these resources available to you on our website, the Devil's Due Podcast.com. Drew, any closing thoughts? Um, I just find it fun and also probably probably doubling my my hesitation about this Punisher show because Right now, there's a new Garth Ennis Punisher comic book out, and it's really good. <laughs> so, y- y- you know. Yeah. Y- you know. If you guys are looking for it, it's called Punisher Platoon. It's on, like, issue four right now. It's Garth Ennis and Garen Parlov, who uh, had many arcs in the Max run, which is also, um, yeah. Is it a flashback story? Or? It is. This is Frank's first tour in Vietnam. The guy who says he doesn't like prequels. Hey. If Garth Ennis is writing them, I'll I'll listen. Okay. All right, folks, thank you very much for joining us. We appreciate it. Please retweet and share our new episode announcements. Get the word out about the show. Every little bit helps. Until next week, court is adjourned.